of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Respect to those who break they neck to keep their Welcome back into the morning hookup, hour two, ESPN Lincoln FM 101.5, 1480 AM. Will Wilson with you. Theo Malone is in with me. Nick Gregeth making a return. Yeah, man, I got a few days with you guys. To Three ESPN days. Lincoln, good to have you back. I appreciate it. Thanks for letting me come back when we were at the uh, party last night. I was worried that you were going to think that I had too many pops, and you were like, ah, oh, Nick's not actually showing up. Well, number one, I think uh, for you to have too many pops is a lot probably pops. a lot of pops. It, it, yeah, is. it, is, so. it is. It is. Trust me. It so is. I you, you, just, you, you pull up there at State Softball, you know, where you park the RV. Yeah. Um, may or may not have a Friday night game. Might not play till Saturday morning. Yep. Nick still got there at 2 in the afternoon on Friday. And he's got this collection of cans around him. Yes, I stack cans to but, show everybody. And, and he's the only one that's been drinking. Uh-huh. Well, that's such and a he's fine. thing. He's just fine. Yeah, yes. that's a lot. That's a thing. I was reading this article. Things that women don't understand, guys do, and that was one of them. Stack beer cans. They, yeah, you yeah. Know, they just don't quite understand that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I do want to get to that Husker football topic here in a minute. Let's just do this so we get out of the way. Uh, Nebraska ball won last night. You were at the game. Yes. And then I, I just want to get, Nick, your thoughts just on, on how the team is looking so far yeah, this year. Sure. But, Theo, how was last night's game? Get my bedliner ready. I would tell you this. Oh, my God. He has a bedliner for this? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But um, I, I like the fact that we went out and we took care of business against a team that you were supposed to. I get it that this game wasn't part of the season ticket holder package, and we can put blame on on how this could have been. Bottom line, this 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 whole event should have been should have been promoted and advertised a lot better because it was embarrassing. To I mean, I'll, I'll go to watch other teams come into PBA where it's supposed to be an advantage, and we had two thousand fans there. The fans did nothing for that team. That team just went out and won a scrimmage, basically, because you could. The fans would cheer once in a while during the free throws and stuff like that. I think everybody got a free shirt because they threw out. They had more shirts to throw out than there were actual <laughs> fans there. My daughter's sitting up in the other section. She's like, "Well, Dad, I'm thinking about taking off early to beat traffic." I'm like, "Mallory, there is no traffic." Yeah. I, there, there's nobody here. Oh, no, your daughter's one of those leave early to beat traffic people? Well, she thought she was going to be. I'm like, Mallory, it, you'll be fine. There's, there's, no tra- there's nobody here. I heard that they didn't uh, include this tournament or these games in the season ticket package. They didn't. It was an right. independent thing, which yeah. is fine. They do that a lot over break because your students aren't there. And uh, I went, it was, I promised Xavier we could sit courtside one of these times. Yeah, and there it is. They had one courtside seat available, and I thought about buying it for him, and I would sit up a little bit higher. And then when the game starts, half of them were available. There was even Creighton fans with Creighton on their shirts sitting courtside at a Husker game. Oh, I was so mad. I'm like, why are there Creighton fans that are getting our seats right here, and I can't? And you're telling. And then on Ticketmaster, come to find out, um, I think it was Shane Meredith. You know mm. Shane Meredith yes. gets on there. Ticketmaster said that this event was sold out. It wasn't sold out. I mean, there was lucky to have 2,000 people here. The curtains were drawn over the 300 level. I mean, it was a good game to get to take your kid to. Yeah. We got to sit in the row that's 
kind of down on the floor, right behind. We got to sit right behind mm-hmm. Kemp Pavelka and Jake Muleisen. Okay. That was kind of fun. But I tell you what, I was absolutely embarrassed as a fan about how this event was promoted. Get on my lawn, Nick. What do you think of Nebraska ball so far? Um, I mean. <laughs> It's been I, to me. It's been uh, they've been kind of a pleasant surprise. I had zero expectations for this team, especially after last year, where we were all you know hyped up ahead of time. Um, I blame you, Robin Washit, good friend of mine, <laughs> got me all hyped up for this team. Uh, but I, you know, it's they beat Creighton. Yes, they did, and that was awesome. Um, is it a coincidence that we hire Matt Rule? Which, by the way, he was hired on the Wednesday before the the Iowa game. So we hired Matt Rule, and then we immediately beat Iowa and beat Creighton. That's beautiful. Um, but but I will, and then Ohio State screws up their recruiting process with uh, with uh, Rail. Yeah. I love it. But no, with this basketball team, um, <laughs> what's his face? Uh, um, the coach Hoiberg. Uh, Hoiberg. I like Hoiberg. Um, he's making a lot of money to be here. I'm not on the. I think we should give Fred as much time as he needs. I have zero expectations for this team. Like I've said this on the air before with you guys. We're Nebraska basketball is one of my favorite things to watch. I told you guys I'd rather watch Nebraska basketball in the Final Four over being in um, the playoff for football. Both would be awesome, but yeah. I love Nebraska basketball. We are the worst program in college basketball. We suck. Like we're historically the worst. This is what it is. It sucks that that's the case, but we've never won a tournament game. We're not good. So let's. I I think Fred's a good coach, and I think if we give him enough time. We'll have a consistent middle of the pack product that then you can start building further and further. So, like, I don't, I'm not, to be honest with you, we spend enough money with the football program. I want that money with the football program. I, I told you it's their money. I don't care how they spend it. I do care in the sense that I want them to spend as much money on football as they can and let Fred build up a program. Let's move to Nebraska football. Uh, before we get your guys' takes, we have Jeff Bryden on the phone. Uh, a lot of you know Jeff. From mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you listen, to Bryden, yeah, sports, man, that's what when, when you and I do. Uh, Jeff was my original uh, producer back in the day. Oh, really? Oh, my first show I ever did. Gosh, I sucked. Well, Still do, but that was terrible back then. We got him on the line right now. Jeff, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And Nick, good to hear you talking sports again. My wife's a big fan. Uh, she listens to the country show every morning, but I love the sports. Oh, I'll tell her thank so, you. Just, I wanted to weigh in on the vibe I'm feeling from what's happening uh, with the Husker football program. I, I, I'm a believer that as close to a complete rebuild is needed, and I'm just starting to think that Trev's got the right guy in place to do that. I don't know how long he stays, but the feeling is they're doing some building blocks. They're, they're working on the line. Yeah, he's bringing some speed in, but it's just the organization is what's jumping out at me. Um, I feel like he hit the ground running and that he's got a plan like you guys have been talking about, and he's sticking to what he's had in the past that's worked for him. Um, I often thought when I was watching Scott's uh, teams play that it was like a a fire drill or something. It just seemed so chaotic on the sidelines, uh, lots of penalties, calls getting in late. I think that uh, we're in for a surprise when the rule teams take the field. I think they'll be organized. It may take some time for it to show up in, in wins, but the fact that Casey Thompson's coming back and that we've got a transfer quarterback, it does. I think we've got a shot at least at a bowl game in this first year. But I, I just I have a good feeling that the future is a lot brighter than maybe we see it right now. 
from what I can feel. I love it, That's man. what I wanted to weigh in on, man. Thanks, Jeff. Very hey, Jeff, good talk to you, brother. Guys. Happy holidays. See you soon, man. Hey, can I throw out something real quick on what he said? There was a comment that he made, and um, I'll be honest with you. When I was sitting at home, you know, not doing sports radio, I, this was something that I was I almost called in to like yell about. I, I was like I was I was so close. You should have this whole thing about I don't know how long he's going to be here. Is it, talking about Coach Rule and well, he was never at a program for more than three years. Blah blah blah. I'm going to put it in a super simple perspective for people. Okay. Okay. Coach Rule was in his upper 30s when he took the job at Temple. He did a great job at a place that, that winning was not something that happened. Never. In three years, Baylor goes through the blank storm that they were going through with their previous coach. One of the worst ever. Worst ever. That thing almost, they almost just eliminated yeah. the football team, right? And I remember when they hired him, I was like, who would want to take that job? I didn't know who Matt Rule was at the time, but I'm like, who would want to take that? He's around 42-ish when he takes that job. He's there for three more years. And then what happened? He's in his mid-40s, and he gets thrown at him uh, almost $100 million to go coach in the NFL. And he's in his mid-40s with young kids. Tell me who out of all of us would sit there and be like, mm, probably not taking that no, game. No, I'm going to stay at Baylor. The, the Giants were chasing him. Um, it ended up being, obviously, the Panthers that got him. The Giants wanted him. At the time, that was when the Cowboys hired um, the coach that they have down there now. Um, McCarthy. McCarthy. They were chasing him. There was he was the guy in the NFL everybody wanted, right? So then he goes to the NFL, his kids are growing up. Three years later, he ends up getting fired from a team where he just never got the quarterback position figured out. They tried, never got it figured out. In the NFL, that's the kiss of death. Right. Very few coaches survive not having a coach. The only the only one, and th- I think this is why Vrabel's so good at Tennessee, because he's got garbage for quarterbacks on that team, and he's one of the best coaches in, in football. Hands down one of the best coaches. If he ever got like a Patrick Mahomes or, or a, a Burrow or something on, on his team, Vrabel will be, he'll coach circles around people and win. But now you have Coach coming back here. He's at Nebraska. And I thought the point that he made about his kids going through high school and his son's about to graduate and he's got two younger kids who are about to grow up in this town and go through you know the process. I think they're middle school maybe. Mm-hmm. There is, I'm, I'm saying this because I've got kids. I'm saying this because I grew up in Nebraska. I was born in Kansas City. I saw how screwed up a lot of my family members got by being raised in Kansas City as opposed to a place like Nebraska. Yeah. There is no better place to raise your children than Lincoln, Nebraska. Coach is about to find that out, and he's older now, and I think that's going to be a reason why he's here longer. Well, I, I agree with you. People need to chill out on this worried he's gone in three years. I, I agree with you. Now, and I agree, the only... St- thing that I can see him leaving is if Penn State opens up, I think he's gone. Maybe. I mean, maybe, but here's the deal. We can pay as much as Penn State does. I know he's from Pennsylvania. He went to play at Penn State. Uh, I really think, I'm telling you, I, I think there is something to be said about his kids coming through here. and and Been saying it for years. This there is. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. It sounds like I'm just puffing up my hometown, right? Like, I love this place. Um, but there is no better place to raise kids than this city. I'm telling you right now. I grew up in Papillion. I was born in Kansas City, moved up in third grade, grew up, went to Papillion, grew up You're there. You're a monarch? Came, oh, hell yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, Papio Monarchs, baby. But, and then I, and then I've lived here now since I was, whatever, 20. So 20 some years. And I got kids going through it. There's no better place to raise kids. And I watched family members that shouldn't have went through. Tough times down in KC because of what they're living and growing up in down there. This I'm telling you, do not 
do not sleep on the fact that this is a great town. Sure. Like I think it'll be it'll be and he's forty eight now. He's older. He's now getting into that. This is the next ten years of his coaching tenure, um, where he, that that he's making his name and who he is, and we can pay him top ten money. I do get the Penn State thing though, because that's like it's going home, right? right? So that might be the only. But they have a young coach who's really stinking successful. He is good. Yeah. The only way that changes is if he leaves for another place, right. mm-hmm. NFL. But yeah. hey, I, and he's from Pennsylvania, by the way. Right. So the, the coach is at, uh, for Penn State, uh, Franklin. Franklin. So I don't know. I do. Have, I do have a question for you. Oh, gee. You had brought up earlier. About you know this recruiting class. No, we shouldn't just be running the wishbone. The wishbone, <laughs> whatever you want to wish, talk. Run about. the run the wishbone. I don't know where we're going. But with we this. talked about the importance of this class, and also you know that opportunity to go out and take advantage of that transfer portal. You know, in hindsight, I know last year it didn't work out for Scott, uh, and most of that staff has moved on. But from from a, a transfer transfer portal standpoint. I think last year was a success. If you look at Trey Palmer, Casey Thompson, uh, Anthony Grant, uh, I know O'Shawn maybe didn't put up the numbers he wanted to, but it was still decent. If if we go out and I think remotely have some success like that in the transfer portal, that's going to be a huge boost for this team. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, a hundred percent, and it was it was a success. Like the players they brought in. This is why whenever our uh, like again, I tell you, I'm going to stress this: love your team, love your organization. But always be selfish. As a fan, be selfish because everyone else is selfish. All right? Like when Houseman left, I'm sitting at, I'm sitting having beers with hooks and wash it. And they're talking about it like it's the end of the world. I was like, no. There's a guy in the transfer portal right now that is just as good as him. I don't care. Like, I, he didn't want to be here, so see ya. Right. Like, have fun. Good luck. I hope I can be happy for him going to wherever he wants to go and at the same time say, I hope you fail. <laughs> right? You know? like, and, and that's how I feel. He's at Michigan now. I don't care. See ya. Yeah. There's a guy just as good walking in that has the first name on my favorite NFL team. All right? Chief. That's what I'm talking about. So, like, cool so when people jump off cliffs over we're losing X player, Y player, would it be nice if Ernest Hausman was still here and turned into the NFL player that he's going to be in a Nebraska uniform? Hell yeah, it would be great. That would be great. But in the same instance, I'm not going to sit here and get bent out of shape over him leaving because I know there's a replacement coming, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what does our good friend of the show always say about this, too? 80% of these kids will end up in a situation less favorable than the one that they left. Yeah, he, he got in a good spot, though. He did. He did. I think he's but, in a good Okay, he's in maybe good he did. Okay, and maybe he's did the 20%. Gant, Gant signed with a 2 You're right. You maybe that? he is part of the. Maybe he's part of the 20%. 20%. I'm just saying yeah. the odds are that if, when you start pouting and you just want to take your ball and you want to go home, you know, I mean, let's, let's look at Harrison Beck. Harrison Beck left Nebraska, went to NC State, and then I think he ended up at some Division three junior college in, in like Rwanda or something like that. It would just, you know, you, you start having these illusions of grandeur and you just uh, don't, you, you end up leaving the place you probably should have stayed and maybe put the work in. Is QB he, God. Is that QB God? Yep. I, I don't know if he's still making TikToks. You might want to check he on was that. At a, uh, he ain't going to have nothing on my TikTok I'm account. Sure, didn't he transfer straight to Golden Corral U <laughs> and just eat as much as he possibly could? With like the chocolate <laughs> fountain? Am I the only one that... 
Are you Harrison Becker or are you the guy that ate Harrison Becker? Oh, my Beck? God, that is funny. Oh, but, well, hey, that was uh, mean for you. Well, hey, and Nick, there was one other thing I want to touch on you with because I get a lot oh, of, hey, uh, right. and I hear this a lot from, yeah. from, from a lot of the fans there at Husker Army, and we were given $7 million, which is a good amount yeah. of money for this, these assistants. And I get a lot of a lot of these fans that they're like, "Well, how come we're not going out? And we're just getting these. We are getting these top one A names for for all these assistants." And I guess my take is, and I want to get your your thoughts on it. I try to tell these folks. I said, number one, he's going to go get people in strategic positions, and we're looking at that, like maybe these high school coaches, strategic, and also, yeah. you know, some coaches that he's familiar with. Yep. Because I think the last thing you want to do is you want to you don't want to go out and get these uh, really high end guys who maybe are just going to be here for a year because they used to be head coaches and still aspire to be head coaches. Now, granted, we're never going to see you know the, the 289 combined years of service mm-hmm. like, like you had under Osborne's staff. But I, think I don't want to see that. I want to see this, this dude, uh, D.C. White, Coach White, I want him to be somewhere else as a head coach in two years. Because if that happens, this defense is awesome. Yep, and they've got someone else that they can put in there. Well, t- hey, how hundred percent? How familiar are you with the three three five? I know you. I, you dude, are you are okay, more so, involved in the the yeah, schematics yeah. of football no, than, no, no. than we are. People so. need to be excited about this, in my opinion, uh, because the way that 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 number one, <laughs> I've always said this. I'm going to continue to say this. I know we want to win. Winning is paramount, right? The next thing that's the next most paramount thing for an organization, and you hear Coach Rule talk about it. It's getting butts in the NFL. That's how you get recruits, all right? He talks about, I'm going to get you a second contract. He does all that stuff. He put players in the league, and not only did he put players in the league, they were in, like, the top rounds, first, second, third rounds, right? It's not like some flyer, sixth-round offensive tackle or Mr. something. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, so that's super, super important. That three-three-five defense is incredibly flexible, which I like. Um, there's a reason why they were able to go land a five-star, former five-star safety from Florida, because that guy's going to come in. He's going to be one of your three safeties that's going to get a chance to play the nickel position. He's going to get a chance to be one of the linebackers on certain downs. One of your linebackers will have a linebacker who's a little bigger. He's not going to be like 270, but you'll have like one who's probably like around 250-ish. That's a bigger guy. That's more of a pass rush guy that can move down. So then all of a sudden you're showing a maybe a four two five, or you're showing a where you only have two linebackers, or you're showing maybe you come out there and it's more of a just a traditional you know three four. Or you're that's the nice thing about it is it's, it's you can kind of morph that defense with your personnel that you have on the field. So I'm very excited about that defense. The only worry I have about it is is in the Big Ten there are teams like like uh, Minnesota, like Iowa um, that like to just they show up and they're going to have this. Fifth year freaking running back who weighs two hundred and forty pounds with in, two tight ends. In, yes, and it's going to be you know uh, late November, and for some reason I want to be golfing, but it's going to be eight degrees outside, so I can't. And then it's going to be cold as you know what, and they're going to just run at you. And I worry about those games a little bit. That that would be my worry in that sense because that defense is a it, it's it that defense specifically is built to stop a passing game like Ohio State. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, what right. that is. Cuz the last time we, the, the, a lot of Husker fans remember seeing a 335 was watching Chase Daniels with Missouri absolutely dismantle Kevin Cosgrove's sure. 335 sure. and there being no adjustment with it. Yeah, and I and, and that's the thing is like and it's going to be different than what it was then cuz of just how football's changed, but like um <laughs> this sounds like a, a terrible example of this, but for a, a while uh under Spags the Chiefs run kind of a similar thing. It's not technically a 335, they run a four line 
linemen, two linebackers, and then five defensive backs. But one of their defensive linemen is exactly what I'm talking about. He's an undersized D-end that's going to play linebacker some plays and plays D-line. So you can kind of go back and forth. And the Chiefs really only roll that out when they play better teams like Buffalo or you know, the Bengals or whoever. And someone was asking me, why does the Chiefs defense just look a little better when they play those teams? And it's because of that reason. Um, so that's a lot to say. This is a very popular defense in the NFL, and it's a, and, and they're going to get guys drafted, which then I, that will lead to wins. That will lead to all that stuff. So that's how I would take it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, you know, no, definitely. I feel like I'm just like, you know, yelling to you guys about this, but it's, I'm excited about it. Um, are you guys. As far as you were talking about the recruiting and the coaches, we were both talking about that. And you mentioned like the big names and all that. Do you, I guess, like how, how do you guys feel as you've kind of seen the names coming in, where these guys are from? Like, what are you doing to like look at it and say, all right, I can get on board with this, or I'm nervous about this, or I'm like with Frost, he brought all of his buddies, right? Yeah. And at the time, it was being force fed to people that that was a great thing, right? But then as time moved on, we were like, oh, maybe that staff wasn't quite ready for the big leagues yet. Some of the guys on there. Yeah. Well, it's right? the same it's the same way yeah, I felt great. with like Pelini's staff too, because I, I felt when I felt when, when Bo was here, you know, his his staff was all aligned with, with yes men to him. Mm-hmm. That there was there was really no no uh ideas that were coming outside of the box. It was just a bunch of guys that had been around him and they all thought the same and where in and sometimes that works but like take a look at last year i mean you you had scott's idea for an offense and you brought in mickey who had seen something else and you brought in whipple who had seen something else and i mean the goal was yeah no to take ideas on that team, by the way you're right but, the but the idea problem. was 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 to have you know different schemes and different ideas from from several different outlets and it just not the same one so i mean I'll be honest with you too. I mean, you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys, and and I know the last what? thing that these fans, you know, all the listeners, they get tired of, they get tired of turning on the radio and just hearing people talk about 1992 to 1997. And I mean, I I've seen what it's supposed to look like. I hope we get back there because, to be honest with you, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be alive for us to hit this reset button. You are old. So I really hope it works. But at the same time, it's not worth me having the anxiety attack and getting all jacked up again. With, with you know, I hope it works. It should, and that we have a better chance of it working this time. We really do. I mean, all indications point that it should, but I just don't know. You don't know. He doesn't know. Uh, I mean, hopefully it does. Did you just swallow but, your chew? No, I, I spit that. I spit that <laughs> out got, last. Segment. He got all fired up. I spit just, that out last segment. Uh, hey, Will, Will. Here's what I yeah. like, and yeah, get off my lawn. Where'd I'm my just, chew? Just swallowed my chew. But guys, I mean, it is, and 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 I don't think I'm alone too. But Husker fans. It's like, you know, the little boy that cried wolf. You know, here you here you come again with some excitement in, in, in a, in a okay. new regime, and it's like I've seen this before. No. I'm not going to go get all over the top. I'm not. I'm not hoping it fails. I'm not saying it's going to fail. But for you to expect me to be, you know, bouncing around from cloud to cloud, I just here. I don't have it in me anymore because I am I am numb to this. Hey, let me throw let me throw something to you guys and and tell me what you think. What was because because I can tell you I can see the plan that Coach Rule is is moving forward with. Again, I, we don't know if it'll be successful, but I, th- I like it. But I can see his plan. When this coaching staff got here with Scott Frost and his staff, what was his plan? Do you remember? Uh, to have everyone adapt to him. Yeah, yeah. Have the have the big so, ten change to him. So here's the. There's two parts to this. When Frost first got here, he was going to run that Oregon offense, which he got out of pretty fast. 
you had an injury to Adrian. Remember how good Adrian was looking early on his, oh his freshman year? Yeah. Uh, you had Washington. Washington, who's gone. Who's gone. He I mean, that would have been great to have. So then Wandale had to come in and play running back instead of just wide receiver. So there was a lot of things. I mean, hell, his first game got rained out. He could have really used. Um, talking about Frost. But there was a lot of things that went terribly wrong for him. And then he was chasing W's after that instead of building his program. I firmly believe that. That's that's how I feel, especially offensively. He was chasing W's instead of building his program. He was teaching offensive linemen things, and the same thing happened to Riley, actually, when he got here, because Riley was having to run an offense. He didn't want to run because he had Tommy, right, instead of having the pro-style guy. So he had to teach him different stuff. I think with this staff, you see a plan that's in place with him, and and as long as some of those roadblocks don't hit, it's we're due to have some stuff Go right. I hope so. But like, but I see his plan that he's putting in place. I love that he went and got that high school coach from Florida and the high school coach from Texas. Brought him in. They're going to be able to go out and talk to those re- coaches who respect them. I love the plan. I like the plan. You guys both back in tomorrow. Yes, let's hey, do yeah, chapter two of, tomorrow and Friday. Uh, get off Nick's lawn tomorrow. All right. No. See you tomorrow. Jim Rome shows.